Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Breaks Radio. I'm one of your hosts, CEO Hayes, or just Hayes. You ain't got to be formal with it. <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host, uh, Miss Mary Almonte. What's going on? What's up? I'm fat. That's what's going on. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> and Mr. Baylor the Great himself. What's up, bro? What up, y'all? Another day, another dollar. You keep saying, I really hope you're making more than a dollar a day, especially out in California. Like, that's just not going to cut it. I'm hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a few topics for you guys this week. Welcome to the Breaks Radio. Uh, the first one that we're going to kick it off with is kind of a follow up to something we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Oprah dropping. I almost called her opera. Oprah's dropping out of the Russell Simmons sexual assault doctor documentary. It's since been picked up by HBO Max. What do you guys think about it? Mary, I'll come to you first. I think no. And I also think what's up with her homegirl, Gail, too. Like, we'll talk about that. Some- Okay, yeah. I didn't even I didn't know if that was on the list or not, honestly. But yeah, like I'm not with this campaign to sabotage black men. Okay. I'm just not. And it's like I would feel differently if she were I mean, you can pick any white dude <laughs> to also do a documentary about because plenty of them are also being investigated for sexual assault type shit. So maybe I feel differently if she were to do that. And and not make it just exclusively about sabotaging the legacy of black men. But I don't know. This is feeling real sus right now. Like, <laughs> what do you think, uh, Baylor? I'm on the same page with Mary. It just seems like, just seems like they're under attack. You know? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's I don't know. I don't really like it. Um, and yeah, I can't wait till we get to Gail. <laughs> oh, that's next. Yeah, it's not on the list, but I definitely had to put it on there. Um, but okay, so and and I agree with you. And I've and I tweeted out a couple of like weeks ago myself. Like I get it. Um, if Russell Simmons did do this, make a fucking documentary about it. But my thing is, is that why are all the documentaries about black men centralized? Like why is that's what so publicized or whatever? While like I tweeted out, I was like, well, where's the Harvey Weinstein doc? And somebody pointed out there is one. There's actually two on Hulu. But you didn't. You've never heard anything about them. Like I didn't know they even it even existed. But yet, the shit about Michael Jackson, the shit about R. Kelly, the shit about Russell Simmons gets so publicized. And and like I said, don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not for any of them if they if they did it. But why is it that it's just you only hear about the ones about black men? Right. It's like it's not highlighted. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. So. I agree. Hey, there is one that exists about Harvey Weinstein. Like I said, there's two on Hulu. I got a chance to watch part of one. I don't remember the name off the top of my head. But it was really done in, in a similar way to Surviving R. Kelly. But you just don't hear shit about it. Uh, okay. So check those out. Um, like I said, with the Russell Simmons documentary, I, I, I'm I all for exposing shit. But I just want it to be fair. Um, moving on, since you guys mentioned it, this interview with Gail King and Lisa Leslie I fucking wanted to punt something at that point in time. Like, like separated from like this Russell Simmons thing, like the man is dead. He hasn't even is, isn't even in the ground enough yet. And it's like people, we had our time of mourning and people immediately wanted to follow it up with like this shit about rape and his, his legacy being tarnished or whatever. Like, what do you guys think? Baylor, I'll come to you first on this one. I, I mean, it's just, 
you had just like I thought. Well, first of all, I thought Lisa uh, handled it very well. Yes, she did, right? Yeah. Um, and she made a good point. You waited until this tragic event to, and that's that's what you bring up mm-hmm. out of everything, though. You notice that you can't bring up anything else in his career. A, a lot of people will still try to twist and turn, but Shaq had put an end to that. But they would try to bring up the relationship between him and Shaq. And it's like he deaded all of that. He explained the relationship between the two. So after that, after that was said, now you have no choice but to go back to the whole Colorado thing. And it's like you can, as look as humans, we can just see what's going on. We can see it, and it goes back to the Russell. You know, to the Russell thing is like we're they're trying to just. I don't know. Is it? I don't know if they're just trying to tarnish legacies or whatever the case may be. But I mean, it's ugly. Yeah, Mary. Yeah, that just enraged me. Um, it was like the nerve of her. I felt. Um, I agree with Baylor. I think Lisa handled it really well, and she didn't back down from the question, which was, you know, admirable. Um, but she definitely had a good way of putting it into perspective and reinforcing that. You know, the Kobe that she knew and was a friend to was not of that character. Yeah. Um, but Gail just did need to go there, and it really kind of further reinforced the theory that her and her homegirl, Oprah, <laughs> which, you know, let me, I mean, Oprah's like an idol for me, and yeah. so I don't understand where all this shit is coming from, but it definitely seems weird. <laughs> like, I don't get what it is, but... And I had, I tweeted out today, I was like, uh... Oprah for me right now has become the definition of when idols become rivals because now I'm just looking at this shit like come on but with this this stuff with Kobe it's like let's I don't it was like 20 years ago at this point he was he wasn't convicted I know that doesn't always mean that he that he wasn't guilty but at the same time like I, I get it in 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 doing a complete conversation about his life it may it needs to come up if we're doing a documentary about Kobe, it needs to come up. But at this point in time where his death is still so fresh, why are we throwing shit on his name right now? It's not the time. I agree. Yeah. If, if the if victim isn't Kobe's even talking wife, about it. I would want to scratch their eyes out Oh yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah, for sure. And I can only imagine what she's feeling and going through um, with that. And I'm going to call kind of another audible on here. So I had Nicki Minaj next on the list um, before we get into that. Anything left that anybody wants to get over on this Gail King Kobe situation? No. No? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, I had Nicki Minaj and the fact that she kind of dissed Rosa Parks on uh, the Yikes song, um, especially in Black History Month. But Lord and behold, some shit went down today between Nicki Minaj and Meek Mill. And it all started with Nicki Minaj accusing Meek Mill of, he- of hitting women. And then uh, Meek Mill went on his his social media rant saying that uh, Nicki Minaj knew her brother was raping the little girl and X, Y, Z. This shit blew the fuck. Like today was not a boring day on social media between Gayle King and Nicki Minaj all fucking day. Mary, what do you think? There's so much here. First of all, they need to just go run off into the sunset with each other because I don't know. I feel like clearly this Kenny, whoever the F he is, dude, is a rebound for Nikki. And I don't know. It's like, is Meek with Milano? Is he not? She's pregnant too, right? Yes. Is that his child? Like he did. (laughs) He did post a picture in the middle of that riff and then quickly deleted it. Yeah. Kind of on some I'm good over here type tip 
Um, and honestly, if that is what's happening, I feel really bad for Milano because her persona, at least online, is like she's so bossed up. And then for her to be in such a whack position where the dude isn't even claiming her publicly yeah. is kind of nuts. And that's not admirable uh, as a man to me, like as a woman seeing him. It's like he's not a prize if that's how he treats women, um, especially one that's carrying his damn baby. Come on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just feel like the whole shit is pathetic and it went somewhere it didn't need to go. But hell, if I was not sitting there with popcorn with my phone in my hand, <laughs> <laughs> pressing refresh repeatedly. Yeah. Yeah. They could all, they so could dope. still be going out it for all I know. I just had to check out. I'm like, you know what? I feel like this ultimately is just a perfect example of why motherfuckers need to get over their ex. But Baylor, yeah. what do you think? They not only get over them, but like. Do it offline though. You yeah, know what true. I mean? I don't I honestly don't need to we're gonna we're gonna watch we're gonna watch. We're gonna look at it. But honestly, I don't need to know what's going on between y'all. It hurts both of y'all brands really and it makes y'all look bad, you know. And yeah. and Meek and Meek has been on a uptrend of like he's getting back. Like and and it and it was looking good. As far as Nikki Godly, she just keep going two steps back, and I don't understand <laughs> why. It's it's weird, and like at this point, I want her to win, but shit, she don't even want herself to win. Is she? It's, it's like it's she won't get past her stubbornness, her ego, um, and, and Meek know better. Like last time you got on Twitter and you started going off with your fingers, you knew what happened, and it wasn't a good look. So, yeah. mm. I think I think. Ultimately, like with when it comes to Nikki, I think unfortunately we're we're going to get to the point where we're getting to the point where Nikki is going to be more of a of a personality than an artist, and that's the value that she has right now. Because when's yeah. the last time people really talked about Nikki music? It's been Queen Radio, her struggle twerking the Megan Thee Stallion video, and all the drama. That's really all that she's been focused on for the last couple of years. Yeah. 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 All of which have not been consistent either. <laughs> That's very true. That's very true. It's like when does Queen Radio drop? Like I don't even <laughs> <laughs> randomly, randomly, right? Yeah. And that's a whole nother that's a whole nother argument for a whole nother day about <laughs> these celebrities tapping into a market just because the wave is hot. Oh yeah, like yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, the the whole podcasting thing with so with celebrities or former celebrities it kind of like it's it's become a whole second career for them it's it's just like in sports Baylor and I know you're a sports watcher when a basketball player retires you know within a year year or two they're going to be on ESPN personality that's what podcasting is becoming for a lot of these celebrities right and that's cool because yeah. and, and again just like with the entertainers and the artists they have insight you know information yeah and we tune into that but when you start acting an ass that's not really your personality for clicks and likes and retweets like come on man to me that's like that's disrespectful to the podcast game you know just like mary said when the last time that when, when you know when does it drop yeah you know but let something hot pop off that involves you and then now you have an episode oh it's going to be an episode I, by this weekend i guarantee you there's going to be a new episode of queen radio i'll be here for it <laughs> and i wouldn't and i wouldn't be surprised if she stirred up something just in time for an album to drop or just like she dropped a track which i i didn't even listen to the track but i heard the the line mm -hmm. And I will say it's an overreaction, but it is. I ain't gonna lie to you. It kind of hit me a little bit because I actually met uh, Rosa Parks. Oh, damn. And, okay. 
Yeah, back way. Yeah, uh, of course it had to be a while ago. Yeah, but <laughs> um, I take great pride in 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 our ancestors. You know. Yeah. And I mean, but it wasn't it wasn't a big deal. But I can see how people can be sensitive during this time. But it doesn't is overshadowed because people are sensitive year round now. Mm. That's true. That is true. All right. Well, moving into the next topic, um, Kellen Ka- Kaepernick. This whole shit with him and like Jay Z came out and said we're past. Well, he he said that, um, not that we're past kneeling. That's kind of an old statement. But he said something. And well, him and Kaepernick have different ways of going about it. Jay-Z and Beyonce happened to stay sitting during the national anthem, so Kaepernick decided to tweet out, I thought we were way past kneeling. What do you make of all this? Does you, does this kind of at all tarnish Jay-Z's uh, relationship with the NFL to you? And I know we were kind of high hopeful for it. Baylor, I'll come to you first. Hey, you know, I'm sick of these two niggas too. Like, <laughs> Just fight. I'm, That's my thing. Just fight. Let's just get it over with. Just fight. Because until Cap comes out and actually says something, until Jay actually comes out and says something, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do with this. Like, and it's not enough for people. And I know uh, we ha- it's a topic on the, you know, that we're going to bring up about the halftime show. But it's like, what in the hell do you want from Jay? What do you want from him? Yeah. Like, I was pleased with the goddamn halftime show. I didn't care. It was it was done by, you know, two like is am I saying it right? Latin Latinas. Latinas. Mm-hmm. Okay. I didn't. It was phenomenal. I it, it was one of the best halftime performances I've seen in a in a very long time. What? Um, yeah, yes. but they but but they they were sellouts. Yeah. Anyway, carry on. We're, yeah. we're gonna get there. So and and then and then it's like the the I feel like the media is still trying to push these two against each other. I don't know the relationship between the two anymore. I really didn't know the relationship prior to this. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I, it, no. it just feel, it just feels like it just feels like they're they they want a civil war to go on here. That's true. That's we're supposed true. to be on yeah. we're supposed to be on the same side. We're happy that we have one in the inside, but at the same time, we've been behind Cap, and it's like, but they're trying to separate us because of what Jay told him not to do. Then he ended up doing himself, and I don't know, man. Yeah, Mary, what do you think? I think that Jay-Z does whatever the hell he wants to do, and he does it his own way, and sitting ain't kneeling. <laughs> so yeah. that was his own little way, making his own statement, but not by doing what anyone else did. And that's what I think. I mean, obviously, he'll probably never speak on it, so we'll never know, unless, like, Ain't No Jigger pops up on Twitter. <laughs> some kind of profound, I don't know, but... Yeah, that's what I think. Jay-Z beats to his own drum and he makes his own statements and he belongs to no one. Not the NFL and not Colin either. He's on Team J. So that's a fact. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's really not much to say about left about that. Uh, so I, let's get into the halftime performance since it came up. Uh, I know it's kind of further down the list, but we'll bump it up some. Baylor, you really enjoyed that halftime performance? I thought it was one of the most boring ones I've seen in years, personally. Well, I mean, okay. So, what? What did you like the Prince one? <laughs> no, because I'm getting somewhere. I'm, I'm getting somewhere. It, uh, what was good about what, what was good about that one? It sounds like he's questioning your sexuality, Hayes. <laughs> what? If I no, know any better, that, I mean, not that I, I enjoyed. I enjoyed Bruno Mars. I enjoyed Beyonce. I enjoyed this one. 
I'm not I, saying this is what this this is what I'm asking. What are we looking for in the performance? I don't know. It just like for me, it it, it wasn't. Let me let me let me rephrase. The Shakira part was cool. The, mm-hmm. I was more disappointed in the J Lo por- portion of the performance than anything. A lot of people were disappointed so, because that thing wasn't jiggling. Like, you well, know, it's not even that. Like, it's not. It's not even that. Like, I feel like. How do I want to explain this? Like, it just it felt empty. Like, like a. I think also that I was plagued by the fact that I was younger when like J Lo was popping, and I recently just did a deep dive in the fact that like it's not even her voice on a lot of those songs. So that kind of already had fucked me up on. On J Lo and period, because like mm-hmm. now that I know to listen for it, like there are there on some of her main songs, it's the point that she's supposed to be singing. It is Ashanti and Cristela Million singing. It's not even her voice. Right. So that right, right there is already disappointing me because I know you're lip syncing, and I don't know. I just I feel I've seen J Lo do better performances, and she's someone who can still dance. We just saw her in the damn movie. She still got it, and it just felt she's empty. Fifty though, like she's not gonna give us the thirty and a twenty five year old J Lo. Then she shouldn't have been out. There. Give her give her some credit for having that though. No, not at the Super she's Bowl. She still got she still not got on Super that Bowl. pole. First of all, I'm now that's what I'm upset about is that they brought a goddamn poll out, but they still won't bring Janet back. That's what I'm pissed <laughs> off about. If, if I'm pissed off about anything, is that they brought a stripper poll out. It was a lot of ass shaking, and we still upset over a nipple. Yeah, that's what I got a problem with. <laughs> Mary, what do you think? Okay, so I have many thoughts on this. Okay, from a performance perspective, it was great. Honestly, it was. Shakira has always been one of my she's and I mean we missed her in the top performers brackets but that is true um she's been one of my favorite artists in general like for decades now honestly when she was a teen she came out she did Spanish alternative music she was like the Spanish Alanis Morissette I was very into her um because I had my little alternative phase. So, yeah, I think we talked about that before. Um, And she just always puts on a great show, and she repped for her culture. A lot of people don't know this, but Shakira, yes, was born in Colombia and grew up there, but she's also half Lebanese. So a lot of her little belly dancing and, like, other, you know, dances that she was doing on stage were traditional Lebanese, like, Middle Eastern dances as well. So... Shakira, yes, got like she deserved to be there. She put on a show, loved her. Um, J Ho <laughs> did what I kind of expected her to do. Um, okay, so I'm not gonna front like I was not bumping to On the Six. I was in high school when that came out. There were some anthems in there, like I was Mary from the Block, you know, all that. Um, but she never was a good singer to me, never was talented in that way. She definitely could dance. I still felt like she was moving it. Um Thought she looked great, especially to be 50, but she's, I mean, if you put her up next to 20-year-olds, I think she still looks great. So there's that, okay? Do I feel like J-Lo was really repping for the culture? No. Pole dancing is not synonymous with Hispanic culture. (laughs) So I don't think so. I mean, the messaging with her coming out with the Puerto Rican flag and having, like, the kids in cages. All right, I guess. Um, you know, she had a little yum moment with her daughter on stage singing. That was heartwarming. But now let's stop there. This is my Stephen A. Smith moment. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> mm. I just realized I did that. Um, basically, they sold us out. And I say this as someone who's married to a Dominican man off the boat, has Hispanic <laughs> roots in my background, too. And basically so many black people passed up the opportunity to perform at the Super Bowl because they want, even if they supported Colin directly or not, they wanted to stand in solidarity with the cause. 
even Cardi B, who is an Afro-Latina, passed that opportunity up. And they, to me, them taking that opportunity was a big middle finger to the cause. And J-Lo, of all people, would not be anywhere if it weren't for a black man, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Mm. giving her a chance to be a fly girl on fucking In Living Color. So to me, they lost my respect. Her, not necessarily Shakira. Shakira is not American. So in a way, I could kind of understand her a little bit more not feeling so connected to the cause. But J-Lo should be ashamed. And then days before the performance, she posted on Instagram wearing a shirt that said Bronx Girl Magic. Like, bitch, if you don't get the fuck out of here with that, <laughs> do not take our terms and try to flip them around. It yeah. is and will always be Black Girl Magic, of which you appropriated, but you clearly just proved that now it's like a divide here. So the shit pissed me off, I gotta be honest. And I've gotten into heated debates with everybody about this. It's not often we see, so I only can remember like two other times you've gotten heated like that on this podcast, and one of those (laughs) was to do with Trump. So I know it really pissed you off, which I respect. Um, Yeah, that's, you just added a whole new perspective that I, that of course I wouldn't have on that. So that's, that's crazy, Baylor. You got any follow-up to that? So my question is this, if, if she didn't take the, um, if she didn't accept it, we would be okay with that, right? Are we supposed to be okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is the point? Do we back Jay-Z or not? Um, it's not even Jay-Z. Um, I feel we're backing. I feel like we're backing the fucking cause. Colin was pushed out of the NFL for standing Uh up for social injustice against black people. Anybody who's fucking with that right now is not giving a fuck about that, honestly. I mean, I think it's kind of black and white to me. Right. So but my point is that is Jay-Z is behind us. So if he's behind us, then we're not backing Jay-Z. Well, I've been waiting to see what Jay-Z's plan is, and I still have yet to really see any anything groundbreaking other than what? They they formed some kind of not-for-profit organization, right? Is that what... I don't know if Jay-Z was behind that, but I did see that commercial that, like, yeah. that kind of highlighted some police brutality type shit that they're all kind of... But it's the, basically, to me, the apology in this regard is not as loud as the disrespect, mm. if that's what their response is. Okay. I, feel, I, I, I appreciate that, that perspective on it. Yeah. So Jay-Z's kind of a dub to me right now, too, for that. <laughs> he hasn't done shit to me yet. And I agree with it. Like, it's not that I'm against Jay-Z. It's just like, all right, I'm, I'm waiting. And I, I never had the expectation for him to do a lot in year one. So it, it's the jury's still out for me, but I can't say I'm behind it either. I'm not against it. I'm not behind it. I'm waiting and see. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I love Jay. I really like up until this point, I have mad respect for him. So I'm with Hayes on this, too, where it's like I'm waiting to see. I want to believe that there is he's going to whip out something and pull some kind of rabbit out of a hat. But this wasn't it, chief. Like, uh-uh. if anything, it just made it look like, all right, now we're going to give the Latinos a chance since the black people are not fucking with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Bailey, you don't look convinced. No, I mean, look, I lost my two fallen soldiers, so hey, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I'm against him or or with him. I'm just waiting to see what's going to unfold from it. I don't, like you said, I don't expect much from year one. The season is over. I think a lot of people that were on capside. Um, expected him to 
I don't know, just burst out of nowhere with just content. Um, so I don't know. I, honestly, I look, I wasn't in the meeting. I mean, I, I wasn't think, in the, I wasn't in the locker room, so I, I don't know. I think it's important to point out too. Like, it's hard to get changed. Like, I I don't remember the season had already started right when they announced him the partnership with Jay. I don't think it was at the beginning, like before the season started. It was at least in it, the was preseason. Da- it was it, it was damn near it was damn near because I remember we joked or I joked around about it on uh on another show and I said he got until week eight <laughs> to give okay. me something. Um, so I don't look. I don't know. It, but I, I don't know. I say that to say it's hard to get anything really implemented in the middle of the season. Most of these plans are already set in place for the first season before it starts. So what he given an off season for him to really work and see, and we we don't even really know how much power Jay has. Like for all intents and purposes, he could be a figurehead. Mm. They, they we don't know how much they could they what they could be doing with Jay is they could give him three options and say here choose the best out of the three. We don't know if he's having even the power to come up with those three options beforehand. Let's see. So that's why I'm waiting to see some some more before I make my my judgment on Jay as a whole. But as right now, it's like. You haven't given me much, but I didn't expect much either. I just feel like at this point in his life and his career, mm-hmm. he's in a position where if I were him, I wouldn't take on any kind of opportunity if I didn't have the power to really make a change in true, a role. True. Right? Like he doesn't need the bread. Like he's not so you know what I mean? Like what would he be doing this for then? Huh. He didn't it didn't make him any friends. <laughs> That's like, true. He's done nothing but come out of uh under fire since then so exactly yeah, yeah. i don't know i don't know but we'll see we'll see uh if this time next year we, we we we're talking about the same lack of action then yeah at that point now now jay needs to get the fuck out of there too yeah and then more light-skinned latinos performing at the, <laughs> the halftime show <laughs> oh I man we'll see how that goes uh but getting into uh, our last topic for this week before the first break. Mace, what it took 25 years to finally speak out against uh Diddy and, and publishing and robbing people of money. And it I think it's it it's so shocking because of how close Mace and Diddy seemed to be both before he went into um being a pastor and after because like Diddy gave a lot of money for Mace to open up his church. So at least reportedly. So what do you guys think about Mace coming out against Diddy? Mary, you first. Yeah, I don't even know what to think about that. I mean, he claimed in his rant that he waited to make sure that he wasn't going to come from a place of bitterness. Mm -hmm. So he waited until he was good financially to, I guess, check in with himself to see if he still felt that way. Um, But I don't know. It can't. It's coming across as pretty bitter. It's like you could have called him with that. True. (laughs) Like to call him out publicly after he made such an uplifting speech. You were trying to make a statement, bro. Like, I don't know. I kind of think it was tacky. Guess that's the word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's that's an interesting take. The thing always when it comes to do with somebody else's money, I always try to look at it as like if somebody had my money, I will pull out every stop that I could, but at the same time, I wouldn't wait 25 years either. Exactly. <laughs> Baylor, what do you think? I need to know if gag orders got an uh, expiring date because um, I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, um, if I find out he only made 20K, um, I would be pissed off too, you know? Um, and, and yeah, I think in the situation, in the era that we live in, he probably did. You know what? He probably took the opportunity to address it that moment just happened to pop up you know what i mean and he capitalized on it this is the era we live in everything is on social media 
Everything is for clicks and for retweets. And he he held it in for that long. And he came out <laughs> he came out the other day. Um, yo, I've I've heard Puffy on the radio, you know, going at it with the locks. Yeah, that's so true. his roster his roster don't look good. Yeah. So it's hard for cat. It's not. It's not hard for cats to be behind Mace on this because the residue that you left it don't look good, Chief. Every, but you know, and everyone from that age of Bad Boy has come out and said something about Puffy when it comes to business in one way or another. At Big, the same time, yeah, Big people have time. since since his passing. The locks have. Uh, Craig Mack did at one point. It, yeah, yeah, Craig Mack that hurt me. The matter of fact, the only ones that haven't were one twelve. <laughs> That's it. But at the same time, and I I hate I don't want to say in puff defense, but I'm gonna say the lock said it best, man. Like they were young and they had to learn the business. It's not right. If they if, if what May said was correct, was was it was a lot of truth to that. It's not right if your man did you like that. Uh but I guess this is a lesson for future artists. Like you gotta learn your business. Gotta learn it. Yeah. Mary, anything? I mean, I think things are more tangible now. Because most music consumption is digital, you know what I mean? Whereas back in those days, it was, I, I'm going to give you 20K and, you know, you never really know what you sold and what you did. So, I don't know. But I still feel like Mace could have handled this a better way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Mace, Mace, at this point, is becoming like the guy who just comes out of nowhere with, with wildness. Because it came out of nowhere, like, what was it, like a year <laughs> or two ago when he dissed Cameron? And it's like, after all this time. Of Cam yeah. speaking on you, you finally and it was a fire diss track though. But it's just like he <laughs> right. just came out of but, nowhere. You, but you know what though? This because this is where I, this is where I'm coming from. Uh-huh. I feel like I really feel like, bro. If if he didn't do anything, knowing that I don't need, you know, we fully didn't know their relationship because we mm-hmm. wasn't there. But from the outside, it looked like they was the best of friends, you know, yeah. or damn near brothers. If if Puff really didn't do him wrong, I really don't think he would come out and say anything negative for no clicks or likes. I you know what that. I mean? I feel that. So there was, I feel like there was some a little bit of a little bit of mud in that, you know. But we don't, we'll probably never know. Yeah, I don't think anybody's questioning how truthful it is or not. I think like the track record, as Mary pointed out, it well Baylor, we've all pointed it out it shows itself. Um, so I think people will believe do believe Mace in in. His accusations but it's just like i <laughs> hey i come from people who owe me five dollars you owe me thousands of dollars i'm not waiting two days i'm not you waiting 25 <laughs> years to to say something about it no man but well, we've seen the we've seen the history though like there should be a documentary on this <laughs> oh now, it will you be know? it will be with, ba- with baby yeah. with Puff, like, like come on i just straight as watching straight out of the compton the other day and i'm like yo like yo it needs to be a documentary on that oh yeah for sure that's a lot too. of money yeah clc were also like the same oh, era yeah, for sure. victim shout out to pebbles yeah yeah that's crazy uh but one last thing we, we skipped over and i guess it's good to end on a positive note because we've talked about a lot of drama in this first segment 50 cent finally got his star on the walk of fame what do you guys think about it yo he got that shit pretty fast don't you think i mean when you look yeah. he really hasn't made music in how long it's been a minute but i mean but snoop but snoop just got his right true yeah true you know what i'm saying yeah. like he Where got he his himself <laughs> but I think, uh, and I w- and I was about to say, well, when you look at the tree that that Fifty came from, when you come from, 
Dre and M, but fuck, Snoop came from Dre too. So like, what? You you can't. I don't know. That's that's weird. I think I think what if we look at why Fifth got his faster is what he's done in media. Like he's done more entrepreneur shit than Snoop mm-hmm. ever did. Okay, but when when do you officially when did uh Fifth career officially start? What year? Oh one. Oh one. Well, I remember he had that little diss song, whatever. Oh, how to rob? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that was a one. But it took like another two or three. Like it was another two yeah. or three years before Get Richard Dodge. I think Get Richard Dodge came come out, out with him till yeah. oh three. Oh three oh four. So And Snoop came out in what ninety one? Sounds about right. Something like that. We that's what I'm saying. Small. Like that shit. His start, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hating. That's that's impressive. You got yeah. that start pretty fast, buddy. Who you pay? <laughs> well, I heard you do pay for it. Or you something. do? I heard that wow. somewhere. Uh, okay. We need to look into that because yeah, then yeah. we all could have stars. I want to look into. <laughs> I yeah, we gotta do some. We gotta we gotta do some research because I I'm willing to bet that Fifty has probably the only one that has gotten his start that fast. We'd have to look mm-hmm. into it. We have to yeah. look into it. Uh, but yeah, all right. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I think he definitely deserves it, regardless of how fast it is. Like when you look at what he did musically, when you look at what he's done since his, his music career, and we we talk about post music career so much, and I know like Joe Buttons gets talked about a lot and and other stuff, but Fifty really is now giving himself a complete platform and respect in TV and film that we've never really seen. Even even Ice Cube, I don't think, had, had as much respect in film as what 50 does right now with TV. Right. Yeah. So um, he definitely deserves it. But anything left on this before we get into the first break? Shout out to Fifth. Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out to Fifth. Well, we're going to go ahead and get into our first break. When we come back, we're going to be reviewing Funeral from Lil Wayne. We'll be right back after this. This is Ms. 100. And this is Lady T. And we are the, the Hood, Hood Geniuses, Geniuses Podcast. Podcast. Every Monday, we are releasing an episode, so make sure y'all stay tuned. And you can follow us on Twitter at Hood Geniuses Pod, on Facebook, Hood Geniuses Podcast, and on IG, Hood Geniuses Pod. And make sure y'all subscribe to our YouTube page so y'all can see us live in the flesh. Yeah, and uh, we don't need Lady T to knock and buck for y'all to start <laughs> listening to us, you know what I'm saying? So don't make Lady T knock and buck. Hey, listen, I mean, eventually, you know what I'm saying, Lady T is getting up in age, so it may be, I may be in my wheelchair on my cane, I don't know. But I will get to you. <laughs> yeah, so make sure y'all do that. Hit that subscribe button, follow, and y'all can email us at hoodgeniuses.com. Pod at gmail.com. Thank you. All right. So <laughs> Wayne dropped back. a new album. <laughs> We're bringing that back. <laughs> oh, man. I hate to ask it now. Like, how? What, what do you guys think about the new Little Wayne album? Bailey, you, you seem like you got a lot to say about it. So I'll come to you first. <laughs> it ain't that much to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, what track was it? Uh, it's called, oh, I forgot what it's called. It's something James, and it's featuring uh, J-Rock. That one is cool. I think I like the beat more than I like everything else. Uh, got a, some weird sound in it, too, that I really don't like. But other than that, yo, first of all, it's too many goddamn tracks. Cut that shit in half. Um, at this point, he's one of those artists that need to just pop up on featured tracks. Like, I think Lil Wayne on... Uh, the baby feature on the baby track would be dope. Um, just pop up on somebody track. Like I don't need this. I I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I don't even think Lil Wayne fans liked it. Like they're lying if they said this was 
this wasn't even like mediocre. This was just, bro, you could have just said this was like some throwaway tracks or whatever that you forgot to release under baby because this was this wasn't it, player. This was not it. Man, you want to go shout next? Out, or you want me to go next? You want to follow that? Jim Jones because Jim Jones actually had something to talk about. Eminem last album was hot. Who else that came out that was old as shit? Cam. Cam. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one that that was better than this shit. I'll tell you that much. Damn. <laughs> well, I mirror those sentiments actually. I mean, there were like twenty seven tracks. Like I probably <sighs> got around to four of them, and even that was like unbearable for me. But with in fairness, I've Wayne has always been hit or miss for me. So I, I agree with Baylor. I think his features always have always been more fire than his actual joints himself. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So my opinion on it is different than your guys. It's not that I'm not saying I, I think the production on this was some of the best he's had period. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah, I like, agree the, with like, that. I, I, like, so from a production standpoint, it was, it was dope. Um, the features were almost all utilized very well. Mama Mia was the only one where I felt like, all right, there's still some of some of our little Wayne in there somewhere. Uh, because Mama Mia is just a dope track. But that I, was a popular track. A lot of people did tweet about that track. Yeah, I'll give that, them that. That track is yeah, I, I really do feel that track. Um overall I didn't hate the album though. And I think my my in my opinion, I spent a lot of time thinking about this since the week that I listened to it, is that I really think if we didn't have the heights that little if Little Wayne didn't have Carter one, two, and uh, three, I'm not as big a fan of three, um, that we may appreciate this more. I think when somebody was at the heights that he was at and delivered something like this, of course, because you're thinking of the the greatness that he had at one point. But overall, this album, I didn't hate it. I I can see myself going back and listening to about four tracks on this. Now I will say, say that. Either. I will say that it is 24 tracks, and like I said, with the M, even though the M album was way better than this, when you're this, when you're a, a artist who's been in the game this long, and you deliver 24 tracks, and they're not all fire, it comes off as you unfocused. You should be able to know what to pick for your album better than having 24 tracks and 10 of them be nothingness. So that definitely contributes to as well. But overall, I didn't hate this album. <laughs> no, you can make that excuse for every rapper out there that's been out since shit 2000 is that their first couple of well you know whatever their classic albums um he is now in that eminem category to where i just want to hear featured i I just want to hear a featured track from you it just so happened that eminem put a great album together kamikaze wasn't bad either but no no, he. This is this is a bad album, man. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. You want to know how I know? Nobody is talking outside of yeah. that track that you just said. Nobody's, yeah. nobody's, nobody said the track that I like personally. They, they, they didn't bring it up. They brought up that track that you said, and that was it. And they haven't been talking about it since. We was hyped for it too. Bro, like literally, and I, I will agree with that. Like the the conversation on social media about this went away in ten hours. It wasn't even a whole twenty four hours. Like legit, the it, the first ten hours this album was out, the conversation was all going on about how good or bad it was, and Wayne, and then it just disappeared. By the end of end of by midday Saturday, nobody was talking about it. They didn't even finish recording Drink Champs with him. That's how bad it was. Like, <laughs> and we knew he went on. I don't even think he really cared for the album. <laughs> 
He had a fire performance on Mad Singer though after the Super Bowl. Okay. <laughs> Mary, anything left on Wayne's album? No. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well shit. Um Fifth, go save him. Go throw him on the last episode <laughs> as the shooter or something because mm-hmm. his shit ain't it. All right, well, we're going to head into, the, into our last break. When we come back, we're going to give you guys the last topic for this week. We'll be right back after this. Welcome to Technical File, the sports podcast you never knew you needed. It's your boy, T-I-M-K-I-N-Z, the number three, a.k.a. Go, go, Power Ranger. Yeah, this is the Black Ranger. It's me, a.k.a. Mr. Give It To Me. It's Ash Ketchum in his bed. <laughs> I am the Eric J. Only known as the Eric J. And I'm Camille, point guard of the crew, the real-life Tifa Lockhart, the girl next door. You know, holding it down for all the women who love sports. And it's your boy, K. Harris, the gentleman. The gentleman. Also known as K. Diddy. Take that, take that. But better known as the people's jabroni. <laughs> and that's us. I mean, we four friends coming together every week to talk about the biggest stories in sports with our own flair to it. Let me tell you. You ain't never heard a sports podcast that's entertaining before. Damn straight. So check us out every Wednesday. Get at us. So we're back for the last topic today. And, you know, we like to have conversations that leave you guys thinking for the last topic. And I just realized that it's the 26th anniversary of the Fuji's debut album. It's something that we may we may do more. Uh, often is go back and look at at some debut albums, but blooded on reality. How do you guys think it stands up? What are your, some of your favorite memories about this? And then ultimately, is the legacy of the Fugees one, one that a group that could have been great had they not broke up? What do you guys think about all that, Mary? Absolutely. Um, I mean, obviously, everything the Fugees did was classic to me. Um, and, you know, they were a group that each of the artists stood on their own pretty yeah, they did. Yeah. So that was dope. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really horrible when they broke up. And I mean, you know, it wasn't really a secret that Lauren Hill's, you know, Lost Ones was <laughs> directed towards at least Wyclef, if not both of her former group members. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's funny how money changes situation, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely one of the, a huge loss to me. Just everything around that is like, even with Lauren Hill, it's kind of like, damn, what could have been? Yeah. I actually saw her perform two months ago um, at an event that she headlined um, about motherhood, actually. And she was just as amazing as she was 20 years ago. That's and crazy. it's just, yeah, it's just so sad, like wasted talent, honestly. So, yeah. Baylor? Yeah, we, we're supposed to be talking about them like like De La Soul, like a tribe called Quest. Like, like, and I still think they're there, but they're not being recognized like that because they don't win enough championships together, you know. Um, and I remember in middle school when they when when I first, you know, when I first heard them, like I knew it was different because I grew up in, you know, I grew up in South Central, so majority of the stuff that I was listening to was either some grimy East Coast shit or I was listening to gangster rap. And you know, hearing them, it was like, oh, this is. This is different, you know, and um, you just knew that they were different. But God, like when you look back at history, the shit that just went left that didn't really have to go left. Oh, it just pisses you off because it's like, what would have been? What would have like she wouldn't be showing up late to concerts or anything like that 
None of this shit would be going on. God damn it, man. Was they supposed she to was be late, very yeah. late to that performance that I mentioned, by the way. That's just at this point, you just might as well just expect her to be late. Like, yeah, if you expect her to be on time, it's like, no, nah, it's not going to happen. Um, But I think, too, <laughs> like the story of the food, that, that's that's something, too. Like, let's make a, a, a Fuji's biopic like we haven't talked about. We didn't even bring oh, yeah. that up. Another one. Um, But I think ultimately, like. Looking at the Fugees is how success can completely change the situation. Like, like ultimately, what she said in the song, like how people aren't really built to deal with the fame. And I think Lauren Hill is one of those people. Whether it's like the negativity coming towards her, her own demons that she's battling with, I really think that ultimately she just wasn't built for this. And it sucks because she's one of the greatest performers or singers, artists of all time, in my opinion. Like Lauren Hill is amazing as an artist, but. I think she would I think Lauren Hill would benefit from just being able to drop music and never having to perform. <laughs> but you know what to her defense what you just said uh to her defense I think there's a lot of famous people that's dealing with the uh, with the fame that still don't know how to deal with it. That's true. That's true. I feel the Nicki Minaj is one. Uh, that's the first person mm-hmm. that popped in my head. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure that Wyclef and Praz had some accountability in the breakup of the group, Oh, yeah, too. absolutely, I mean, absolutely. But I will say, I feel like Wyclef is an artist that doesn't get his flowers often enough. That's like, true, he's dope. That's true, yeah. that's true. Not and he, ca- and he kept it going, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. The, only, the only one that kept it going. Like, Praz tried for a minute, but he just didn't have it on his own. Wyclef kept that yeah. going for a long time. The Carnival is, like, for me, in my top ten. Yeah, that's honestly. an amazing album. And he's yep. such a dope philanthropist. The, sh- the shit he's done for Haiti, and he always made sure to rep for Haiti. Even he when got Owen booted out of Haiti, though, didn't he? Well, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was making a, a presidential run, and then... <laughs> <laughs> they, they forced his ass out. But he did a lot for them. Well, Haiti's... Well, let me not say that. But yeah. <laughs> hey, you but know yeah. what's another group that that kind of like disappeared kind of and don't doesn't get like a lot of respect is dead press oh yeah true but did they end badly or it, they, it, they just faded it just seemed like they just stopped god they had that one great single though that shit was banging yeah yeah oh you gotta love hip-hop don't you got to gotta love hip-hop um but that's it. I want to know how you guys, uh, the listeners, how you guys feel about the Fuji's legacy, their debut, and everything that came out of it. I know that their second album is critically uh, considered to be better than the first album. But going back and listening to it, it was just like, this was something special. Like, they were just something special. All having their own unique styles. It's just, man, it sucks. Yeah. We, we're supposed to be talking about a few classic albums. Yeah. We're supposed to be talking about that. Yeah, yeah. But the score is is fucking amazing. One of the best albums of all time, if you ask me. Agreed. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's our episode for this week. Uh, Mary, I'll go ahead and give you, let you have time to give your social media any parting words, anything on your heart. So I'm at Miss Mary Almonte everywhere. And the one thing that we didn't mention while we're talking about anniversaries of classic albums is the other day was the 20th anniversary of one of my all time faves. Supreme clientele, aka Supreme Caliente. Okay. Uh, okay. And yeah, respect yeah. must be due. Respect it must be paid to the God. I was Go gonna bring it. I was looking at that, so I did see that I was gonna use that as a topic, but I'm like, that's just me and Mary always somehow bring Wu Tang up. One of us seem to do it in almost every episode. So I just I well, want to You know we're gonna pay them some respect. I don't yeah. want them niggas shooting at me. 
Exactly. At Baylor the Great on all social media platforms. I want people to put their egos to the side. Uh, try to put your insecurities to the side and support each other. Mm. Support black podcasting. I want to say all all podcasting, but no. Support black podcasters. Uh, help each other. Network. Come together like Votron. Make this shit happen. Smoke Free Weekend. There you go. Definitely go to Smoke Free Weekend. Uh, did you give them your social media, Baylor? Yeah, okay. they know where I'm at. All right, I mean. cool. <laughs> you guys can follow me at, at CEO Hayes. It's at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And if I have any parting words, it's leave Kobe the fuck alone. For, I'm still blocked. I've blocked like five people who have Kobe, Kobe slander on my uh, timeline. I'm still, You can still get those blocks. I'm not tolerating any Kobe slander. Yeah, man. Yo, I was on a treadmill earlier, and, you know, I had a little TV screen up there, and that – Man, that picture gets me every time where it says, you know, Kobe, nineteen seventy eight to twenty twenty. I'm like, yo, this shit is real. Still don't, Man. Feel, still doesn't, still does not fit, feel real to me, bro. Like when I still seeing the pictures and the little cartoon drawings and stuff, it's still like, damn, man, it's crazy. Yeah. crazy. Well, I follow Vanessa Bryant um, on on Instagram, and she actually has been posting more in the last like day or two. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just been heartbreaking. I mean, that's made it real for me because I'm a mom and you know a wife, and seeing her pain and kind of, I mean, kudos to her. She's actually maintained like a really positive, at least you know on social media, mm-hmm. um, position on it all. So yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Praise and, out and shout and shout out shout out to her and shout out to uh, Gigi Gatter. Jersey retired today too. That's what's up. Good, good to hear. Well, that's it uh, for the Breaks Radio this week. We are the number one hip hop podcast around. You can follow us at the Breaks Radio. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, thebreaksradio at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to send us any voicemails, you can do that at 614 547 2039. That's it for this week. We're out. Peace. Be round the bush and I'ma come around with a bush cutter and look for you. You niggas talking too much shit. I'm about to find a good plumber. Y'all niggas are some foot soldiers. I'm a foot fungus. You dead, brother. I ain't a killer, but don't push me. Like a red button, a gun head, but you like bong, 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 bong till your heart stops drumming. I shoot you while the sun don't shine. This a hot summer. But fall, dog, I knock a wall off with this side off. This bitch sound like a hog cough. I'm a wizard with the motherfucker like I went to Hogwarts. Cut the hog head and the tail off. I'm the nigga, bitches put a spell on and once it wear off. Then bitch don't touch me like an air ball Say slime out of eight slime Money tall like eight nine But I'm still starving like a skinny model When that lace slime, that plate mine Put it up like Trayvon No FaceTime on FaceTime With my new tank, new tank clan like Raekwine I'm stupid, nigga Dumb, deaf, brazen, cray, cray, blind But I still see in the dark, nigga Dark, nigga A-Kind I'm on my shit like Magus And then they grow and they fly Got real bitches with fake asses With real views and fake eyes I'm stupid. I'm out of my coffin. Narcotic abuse. No needles. Cause my pockets ballooning. Your partners is poodles. Your bears is cubs. Your crocodiles tooted. Titty fuck your baby mama. She breastfeed your child while I do it. <laughs> Can you imagine him being the shooter? Running <laughs> off with his breath. I was just like, I'll laugh my ass off. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would oh, be hilarious. I'm definitely watching the Oscars if he's the shooter. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get it. Um